welcome back. I am here with my good friend Tracy. I'm here with my delightful friend Amber. And we are the Road to Tarvalin. Today we are going to be talking about Rings of Power episode 5. Where would you like to start off on this one, Miss well, Tracy? I kind of wish this was closer to like episode one than episode five. This was my favorite episode so far. Like, I think it's the best one. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. Like the opening scene was Nori and the stranger. I was like, you guys are finally endearing. Okay. This episode, I mean, it starts out a lot more whimsical, I feel like, with Poppy singing her ma'am's traveling song. I do feel like the writers of this show, like, something about it feels a bit sophomoric, despite, like, this Mm. massive budget. It almost feels like it's being written by someone that hasn't been like in Hollywood or in film or TV for a very long time. Yeah. As far as like the scripts go. Oh. Which is okay. It's okay. Like yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. No. I'm just saying like there's a noticeable difference, I feel like, where I would even put please take this. <laughs> I'm not like <laughs> saying anything is bad here. I'm just saying that it reminds me more of like the writing from Wheel of Time mm-hmm. than a more established show. Mm-hmm. I think I always go to the Expanse because you know, like they had the book writers there mm-hmm. in the scriptwriter room, and yeah. you know, obviously we can't do that with Rings of Power right. or <laughs> Wheel of Time. Ouija board. Ouija board. Yeah, meetings. exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But in this episode, it finally felt like there was something setting it apart Mm -hmm. from some of the other fantasy Mm -hmm. shows Mm -hmm. out there. And I think it just was like this whimsical, the songs definitely helped, like Bear McCreary, this... Okay, so many, <laughs> so much music in this episode. I think I have to get yeah. this out of the way because I think this is my favorite part about oh, this do episode. It, do it. Is um, so we have the traveling song, which is just so cute, and then the way it so fades cute. to the map while yes. they're you know making this journey, and I just thought it was really nice. And then there's the other song that is taking place and I I think this was really ingenious too it's when Galadriel is getting the new recruits ready in this little sword fighting Mm -hmm. training montage Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it was cello sounded like cello but as she's moving and fighting it starts off, she's not even swinging a sword. She's just kind right. of like bending and mm-hmm. moving out of the way. And then she starts, she pulls her sword out and she's actually, you know, attempting to kind of like block blows. Mm-hmm. And the music would like come to a crescendo as she's moving and then the sword would block something and she would stop them and then the music mm-hmm. would stop. And then they were going and the music's going again. And mm-hmm. it's all done 
so well in this one scene that I just like I wanted to stand up and applaud like well done mm-hmm. well done yeah and yeah. then we have the whole scene from the orcs where I mean they're kind of like in party mode <laughs> when they're singing <laughs> like I, I was watching the subtitles as they were celebrating you know like their march forward and it was yeah. like ooh ooh num pot and I'm like what is this what does this mean i was wondering the same thing because most of like the subtitles in that moment were like grunts and guttural there weren't really words except for that one that nompot and it kept popping up i was like Mm -hmm. this has to be something maybe like i was curious about about that part as well i looked it up did you no one knows. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much what it comes down to. Nobody has a clue. There, so I it guess doesn't some have to mean of, something. Yeah. I'm sure people have guesses, but I don't think there's anything confirmed. Mm-hmm. So I think put this episode much higher than the rest. Now, I'm not saying good music can mm-hmm. save a series, <laughs> but it's definitely... It doesn't hurt. It definitely makes things much more enjoyable. I think that, like, going back to Poppy's song, too, I know at the end of it, I was all, like, smiley and touched. And, like, the way that they, like, they did the little dots along the map and here's where we're passing. Mm -hmm. And, like, she had explained to the stranger earlier, you know, this is the route we have to take. There are perils along the way. And then you get, like, these little... These little moments. I'm peril. I'm periled. Oh, God. Mm. I don't even care. The stranger can be the biggest bad guy in the whole show, and I'll still be team stranger. Don't care. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Like, he can turn out to be the most evil being, and I'll be like, go him. That's what I'm (laughs) cheering for. I don't think he's going to be our evil guy, though. I just, I don't feel like they're going to take him in that direction. I know who I think is going to go in the, that direction, but that's not until, like, Tell me. later. Oh, okay. Uh, the Elven King. I may have mentioned that before, but I think he's got... Galgalad. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sit right with me. The elves are all on some sus behavior for the most part, except for Erendir and Elrond. El- El- Elrond, mm-hmm. I like the stranger... I mm-hmm. think that he and Nori, there's just something really, like, sweet about this relationship. And mm-hmm. I guess, like, it was a nice intro into the episode. I really, really thought this shot of the stranger kind of, like, staring up at the moon and stars was really beautiful, the way that it starts Agreed. out. And yeah, he feels like this celestial being that came crashing down to earth and he almost has that like there's this like weird science fiction feel to it Mm -hmm. and I'm here for it I like it and he's got that like minimal memory staring at the moon and stars yes yes so there is this article I read it on screen rant where they're talking about how he is potentially this one group of I don't want to say people, creatures maybe might be a better word known as the Maya. And they are, they do crash to earth 
And according to like something that Tolkien wrote, it says the Astari had need to learn much more anew by slow experience. And though they knew once they came, the memory of the blessed realm, I don't know what that means, was to them a vision from afar off. And so like the idea is that he may be this Maya creature. And there have been others associated with this. I believe uh, Sauron Gandalf and some other individual. But I just thought that it was kind of neat that there was like more lore behind this that I hadn't I hadn't known before. So I guess maybe this is more of a common Middle Earth type thing than I had thought was, you know, possible. It just rains down dudes on occasion. Who can no who can deal. perform magic but have limited memories? Despite how much I love this guy's character and his relationship mm-hmm. with the Harfoots, not a big fan of the mystery of the who is the stranger, what is a stranger, why is a stranger. I feel like it's something that is so oh, tropey. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it kind of, like, kills my appetite for rewatching a series, you know? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I struggle with this for the Wheel of Time because it's like, yeah. ooh, who's the dragon? And it's like, <laughs> anybody that can work the internet can just say, like, type in Randall Thor, and it's like, the dragon, dragon reborn. reborn. So yeah. it's like, really, I don't like these mysteries because... Once it's solved, like, do you really want to go back and rewatch it to find out? Like, to relive the mystery? No. Like, it has to stand apart from that. And you want to have much more of a story there besides, like, who's this person? Who Mm -hmm. shot JR? Wasn't that like a... Dallas? When was that? Is that from Dallas? Like, way back in, in, like, the 80s? I say way back in the 80s that I lived through. (laughs) I'm so old sometimes. Yeah, Dallas. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like this really long-running whodunit, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And you don't want people just to be invested to solve the mystery. And I Mm -hmm. don't think that that's the case here with Rings of Power. But it's a risky part of the plot, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. And... The Wheel of Time did it too. But again, like it almost feels like this is one of those people in a boardroom sitting around being like, we need something to hook people in. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it gets used often. Mm -hmm. I'm still enjoying it. Mm -hmm. The show in general feels fairly trope heavy though as well. And I think maybe that's what adds to your observation from earlier where it has kind of that like, sophomoric feel I feel as though there are almost too many tropes to lean on here and not that that's not that it's a bad thing like you said it can be great depending on how it's written same scenario with the wheel of time though like these shows Mm -hmm. there are tropes because of these works of art being written (laughs) when they were like yeah they started some of these they started them yeah (laughs) Yeah, I just wondered if, like, that was, like, if you felt like it was kind of, like, a trope-heavy show overall. Yeah, but I feel like almost all fantasy shows are 
you're going to be hard-pressed to find a fantasy, fantasy show or a series where it's not like there's one savior type. Like, who's going to be the one to save everyone? Who's going to mm-hmm. save the world? Who's the villain who was wronged somewhere in his past so he turned to the other side mm-hmm. you know like it's just you it's know, just kind of out there yeah but while you say that I think there's like a level of comfort and maybe that's not the right word but like when you go to certain shows I think whether we we acknowledge it or not we have expectations and maybe like some of those just add to it being like a a more enjoyable experience to be like, oh yeah, I've seen this before. I kind of have an idea of where this is going instead of like maybe always feeling lost all the time. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, like, I think that's the same reason why people gravitate towards serial killer podcasts or true crime shows mm-hmm. because there's that sense of like at the end we catch they catch the guy. And, like, it's all tied up nice and neat, and you go back to your life, and there's that sense of, like, the end of the story being done. Like, it's not scary Mm -hmm. anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. the good guy is one. They got Mm -hmm. the guy. And there's that level of comfort to it. Okay, cool. I like that. Who are these creepy people who are inspecting Gandalf's hole? (laughs) Which sounds weird, but Crater? Is that slightly better? I felt like they were some type of cult, and the one is, like, holding this disc, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it looks like there's points arranged on this disc in the shape of a constellation. So, again, mm-hmm. like, I'm seeing this connection to space, ethereal, mm-hmm. celestial beings, mm-hmm. but they felt very culty in a way, mm-hmm. like, with their outfits and it felt more like religious for some reason with you saying that when that woman is holding like that desk I didn't see that it had the constellation on it I wondered if it would and I'm just kind of thinking like I mean it might not be a constellation it was just you know points arranged in a way that looked like one I didn't look into it, though. I would assume, and we all know that that's never always the safest thing to do, but considering that the stranger has this connection to constellations in the sky and he had just been looking up, I would assume that it probably is. And maybe they're like the, the finders. Maybe they're the group of people that know his backstory and nori just happened to get to him before they did kind of thing like reminds me of the fifth element the priest that's like looking for lilu <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah i was just like another another group of people added in like i'm barely keeping track of everything that's happening and now there's another group of people being added into it. And I'm like, what are they doing? Where are they going? What's going to happen with them? Are mm-hmm. they good or are they not? Are they ambivalent? Like, Nori's trying to tell the stranger, you're good. And I love that little moment when he's like, I'm, I'm good. And I'm like, oh, I really hope you are. I think you might be. But what are the intentions of these people? Are they going to have the same kind of 
blithely adventurous good-hearted nature that nori has because i feel like probably not probably not. no no yeah as much as i loved this episode there are some things that i'm just confused like mm. confused me mm-hmm. i don't understand what is going on with this Adar character, and he's like, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, like, the light's fading. I'm gonna miss it. And then the elves are like, the light's fading. We're gonna fade to nothingness. We need the ore mm-hmm. because a tree is dying. And I'm like, this makes no sense. Mm-mm. It feels so trite. I don't think that the whole story the thing that we all have to come together and fight for hinges on this problem that feels like it was just dropped in conveniently. Like, this is so funny because I'm being so negative, yet I really liked the episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Nothing's guys. perfect. You can mm-hmm. like things and still be like, this is what I didn't like about it. And that's that's Okay. That's just objectively under, like, appreciating something, I think, you know? Yeah, and and please understand, like, again, I'm not a lore expert. I know nothing Mm -hmm. about the history here. Mm -mm. So I could be making a total fool of myself, and everyone would be like, (laughs) it's so simple, Amber. If you would have read, you know, paragraph (laughs) 6, page 22, you would see, you big dummy. We already tread the path of becoming lore experts and one fantasy series experts. I don't... We'll let other people be experts for Lord of the Rings and be thankful yeah. that they're there. <laughs> the thing I'm most invested in is this fight in the Southlands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really liked Bronwyn's speech. Mm-hmm. Like, let's mm-hmm. go, team. There's just something about her and that blue dress. She looks very regal, despite Mm -hmm. being like, I'm from this kind of like dumpy little village where nobody cares about, but there's something about her where it's like, are you going to be a queen? Yeah, she does continue to step up to lead, too. No one asks her. No Mm -hmm. one tells her that she needs to. She's just like, this is what needs to happen. We're all going to do this. Okay, let's all let's all go. Let's all go. Let's go do these things. And now. I didn't. Oh, no. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just thinking now, too, where I'm like, love this scene. And now I'm thinking about something that I didn't love about it. <laughs> okay, tell me. Like, <laughs> I don't like this constant wavering where it's like, we're going to do this. We're going to fight together. No, like we're having, we're feeling a bit hesitant now. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not, like too scary, probably not. Like it, I don't like this forced tension of are we going to or are we not going to? Like mm-hmm. the episodes are in like 60 minutes roughly. I'm like, mm-hmm. just, it's fine. Like go team, put your hands in, do a little <laughs> chant, have a little song on the road. Yeah. 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 I love that. It is a very human reaction, though. In that in that moment where Bronwyn is standing up and she's like, we can stand here and fight together. And then that other dude. Did it add to your experience, though? Yes. 
and I think it's because you do get the competing views of the stand and fight and the other guy being like, we'll just die. We might as well go swear. No, I'm talking about Bronwyn, not the mm-hmm. people that left. Like, I'm talking about her being like, spearheading the speech like we can do this we can fight and then like a few scenes later he's like she's like oh we have nowhere to go we we can't win we're all gonna die there's nothing we can do and I'm like okay did you have this big like rah-rah moment yes yeah I even I wrote down a few things about that because it really like it was such a quick flip like yeah yeah we didn't even like we didn't even get through, like, the entire day, it felt like. <laughs> and she went from, like, leading to being, like, she says, we are destined for the darkness. It's how we survive. So she goes from, like, together we can to, oh, our only option is. We're just these lowly servants of the dark reliving our past. Yeah, from what happened before. Like, she's like, this is just, this is what we're destined to do. This is what we're destined to become. And I'm like, but are, are you? Where's our, where's our Samwise Gamgee who's like, come on, Mr. Frodo. I know you've got it in you. You know? That's good a good prevails. question. Good prevails. I think Aaron Deere does his best. He's probably my favorite. I agree. I didn't know how I was going to feel about him initially very interested in him with his first entrance into like the, the little village he was the first person who caught my attention and his moment with Theo in this episode is so good yeah he's like it took me 200 years to conquer my fear and you're like 12 yeah he's so. like it took you 14 and we're like oh and Theo's like right? you don't know everything like, best adopted dad ever love him yeah. Such it a good was, dude. Yeah. I felt like what he had to say was really helpful. I felt the moment was really... That was a moment I was not expecting. I was expecting Theo to keep hiding his dagger. Like, his, like even though he's stayed and he hasn't decided to go swear fealty to the orcs. I thought he was going to leave. I thought he I was going to leave with the other people. Like we don't have that many, we don't have enough episodes for all of that. No, it's too much, and I, I really, I like this mom son combo. There's a lot about family and friendships in the show itself, and I think I actually, I really like that. Like especially coming from House of the Dragon, where everybody seems like they want to kill each other, having like these moments of of bonding and looking out for each other and that's not the entire thing but like I don't know I just feel like there's this really nice connection especially like when Elrond tells the elven king where he's like I'm not betraying my oath I'm not doing that like I know you just told me that all of our people are going to die but I swore an oath to my friend and that means everything to me and he sticks to it good for him I liked that. I love Duran. Duran is maybe my favorite. He's hilarious. <laughs> and he's like, the stone what? table is reserved for the most special Monuments. purposes. Monuments. And tombs. tombs. And like Elrond like takes his hands <laughs> off the table like, oh shit. It's like, that was so good. Uh, and then later on him being, yeah, Deesa's been wanting a table for ages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Durin. Oh, Durin. Didn't get to see Disa. At least she was mentioned. I'm really hoping she's going to be coming back more because I liked her. Give me the meat and give it to me raw. What? Of the what? I mean, even the way the that episode. entire... Yes. The way that entire scene was filmed, I was like, what is happening? Like, you get this little shot of him walking up onto the step or that little stone that's there and he's wearing those really cool boots that are basically molded to his feet and that's awesome but then he like like just the way that it's shot and it comes up to him and he's like give me the meat and give it to me raw and i'm like oh my god how memeable is that (laughs) that's what i thought too that's what i thought too okay so we were at bronwyn talking about the let's Let's fight. No, no, no. We're going to die. Switch Mm -hmm. around. So after that split off happens there, it goes back to Numenor where Isildur, I don't think I like him very much. He really bugs me. The sun. Yeah, the sun. Honestly, all of the Numenor politicking, the queen, Farazhan, and the younger guy that has a thing for Isildur's sister. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, not doing it for me. Chopped. Yeah. I would have I would have cut that out. I would have cut a lot of that out. Why are we giving Isildur this backstory? Does he need it? I'm going to make a guess here. Oh, please. I want to know what it is. I have a feeling that since, like, they're paying so much attention to this young man that as this big fight breaks out in the Southlands and the Numenorians, I don't know Mm -hmm. what they're called, as they get there in the nick of time for this fight, this kid is going to be like the one person that changes the whole battle. Mm -hmm. Like maybe he'll get a lucky shot off or he'll do something very heroic that will Mm -hmm. change the tide. Yeah. We could have gotten all of his story, like in, in yeah, one Yeah, I episode. don't care about his sister either. Don't know nope. why she's included. Don't know what her deal is with I, this other young guy. Right? I was kind of excited about her. I thought, like, I, I read over something that was, like, talking about her and put Hermione Granger in front of her name and then crossed her out because, like, she's the book nor- nerd. She even looks a bit like the actress that plays Hermione Emma Granger. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. But I like I was excited that like maybe we were going to have some sort of little bookworm who was going to do something and instead she like pops in and out of scene and then she's gone. What's her what's her purpose? Why is she there? Just get rid of all that shit. The protests against them going to like Middle-earth and defending against orcs and like somehow taking orders from an elf everybody hates the elves and then by the end of it they're like yay there's an elf on our ship we're gonna win i don't get it (laughs) i think i think that's the thing that's so hard for me where this show isn't bad Mm -hmm. but coming to it not knowing the source material material I have many questions where I just don't feel like, is this supposed to be over my head? Like, is it supposed to be complex because Mm -hmm. it's a complex show? Or is it complex because they didn't do enough 
editing prepping and yeah editing yeah maybe but I feel more like it's more like in the writing like mm-hmm. where editing is like choosing what you leave out I mean editing for the writing oh, like, yeah okay yeah, yeah like like as they're writing certain things like the fact that people just kind of completely glossed over some of the stuff that was really cumbersome feels like a it feels like it feels like an easy mistake to make. Writing is my professors are always like writing is rewriting, which is editing. So like when I see things like this and I think about the writing on it, I'm like, this could be so much tighter. Half of this shit would have just ended up not even in something that I would have produced as a final result. As glossy as this is, it still feels kind of like the rough draft. You know, like it's like like what you said, sophomoric, like it just does not feel as refined and as tight as it could be in the writing section. I think the costumes are really fun. Like those I feel like are even getting better and I'm excited. When I watched this episode the first time, I was like, I love it. Like Mm -hmm. this is my favorite one. On the rewatch, I watched it over again to write notes. Yep, same. And it became more cumbersome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this happened to me with the Wheel of Time, though. Like, where there are things, like, first time watching it, I'm like... Fun. <laughs> like the nan- yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> clapping. But on the rewatch, I'm like... Like, why didn't the White Cloaks just ask Maureen if she was an Aes Sedai? Like, right? She can't lie. Yeah. Why? Are you a nice and I? <laughs> and that's the end of season one. Wrap it up. You know? Like, don't write scenes like mm-hmm. that. Of course the White Cloaks would have asked her that. Mm-hmm. There's no reason they wouldn't have. She's don't dressed all in blue. I know. If don't you saw... scenes like that, I beg of you. I beg of you. I love you. I love you, Wheel of Time. That was yeah 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 screechy voice so i mean there there are several there are several points that just are not not good at some point you kind of want like you said things not to feel so rough around the edges yeah and i don't know if this is just a problem with streaming networks now where it's like we have Mm. a time frame where this needs to be done yeah i mean rings of power is probably the most one of the most expensive yeah shows ever made yeah i shouldn't i don't think people should be coming away from this and having questions like i don't understand what's going on with like a tree and the light and it it doesn't make a lot of sense and there shouldn't be scenes where i'm Kind of like, well, I probably would have left that out, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a really good question. Maybe it's not like these writers per se. Maybe it's just like a bigger issue of... Yeah. I mean, this is still fairly new territory for streaming services to be creating their own content. So, I mean, with The Wheel of Time, didn't they have to like create their own studio? Like, isn't there like a Jordan studio or something because mm-hmm. but now like hopefully like my hope is that now that they've already built the production studio that's 
investment on season two. So like Uh that's money you save next season, Mm -hmm. which means more money towards other things like Mm -hmm. channeling or Grom or (laughs) lots of Grom. (laughs) Or many, many Grom. (laughs) An An entire episode of Grom. Grom. I, I in honestly, for it. In for it. <laughs> you want that? They could they could surprise me with many things, but mm-hmm. an I know, epi- I I centric episode. Yeah, I think that that's something definitely to keep in mind. That perhaps it is just almost more a studio inexperience kind of thing with the streaming services taking things on. Yeah, yeah. I do think something that I really enjoyed with Rings of Power this episode is when the stranger, like, just flings these wolves in the air. Like, the one, he just, like, picks it up and throws it. Right. And then those three come in for Nori and her mother and Poppy, and he, like, slams his arm on the ground, and this shockwave just, like, blows them back. Mm -hmm. And I think... One of the things that I really enjoyed about this scene that has nothing to do with it being action is that there were consequences. Like, Mm -hmm. he used magic here, but there was a cost to it. It took something from his body to do this. Mm -hmm. And then he has to ice his arm. I was watching the subtitles as he was saying things, and I'm like, ooh, okay, like, ready to write down these words in a different language, because I'm like, ooh, maybe it's a clue. And then it's like, him speaking, like, in parentheses, speaks a different language, and I'm like, damn it, no! (laughs) But he was saying, like, Kala, Kala something, Uh and that was the only word that I could find online where people are assuming, like, it translates to light, light Mm. so Mm. doesn't sound like a baddie if he's no just uncertain of what he's doing well nori's scared yeah that's understandable of course yeah but i (laughs) felt like the stranger just couldn't really catch a break from the harfoots on this episode, like... <laughs> it's like, Harfa's just leave the man alone already. Yeah, like. there's that one scene where... I think her name is Malva. She says to the leader that they should take their wheels and leave them. Because the stranger is nothing but trouble. And, like, the trees are more bare than they should be. There's not enough for them to gather mm-hmm. for food. And it was, it's, of course... The stranger's, the stranger's fault. fault. Yeah, but this whole, like, we should take their wheels and leave them. What happened to no one walks alone? No one strays off the path? I was just like, holy sh-. Like, it, I, I paused it. I rewound it. I listened to it again. I was like, no, she really did say that. Pretty messed up. Harsh. Harsh. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, is th- this is like survival of the fittest. It's Survivor. Like all, yeah, it's all about looking out for yourself. Like, they are a potential depletion of resources. The stranger mm-hmm. obviously isn't, like, one of them. But then he, like, saves them from the wolves. And everybody's like, hooray, the stranger, he's great. Mm-hmm. And then he 
tries to heal his wound. Nori puts his hand on him. They have a moment. And now Nori is understandably scared. And I was like, you just, you can't win, can you, stranger? There's something about the way this is written where it's like this hesitancy, where it's like, he's a good guy. Oh, he's a bad guy. Like, oh, they're going to allow him to stay. Oh, they're going to make him leave. Oh, he's going to stay. And then I noticed this again with Hallbrand. Like, he has a satchel that he, like, throws on the table at one point. And you think he's going to leave it behind. And then you see the arm, like, reach into frame and, like, grab it. Grab it back. It's like, yeah, it's like there's so much reliance on almost forced tension yeah and this is not just a criticism of rings of power because it's done everywhere all the time i mean i think that really comes down to like the whole the editing the writing could have been cleaner and more more condensed we just get like like you said it feels like a forced tension i'd rather be further along in the story by now or Spend time mm-hmm. on more of those places where everyone seems to have questions about it. Like the tree and the fire and what's going on with the light. Yeah. Maybe they were afraid people would be like, we still don't understand it after yeah. them explaining it. <laughs> they just like, we're cutting almost all of it. <laughs> this doesn't even exist anymore. Just forget that ever <laughs> happened. And it is that whole like, attraction of people who know the source material and those who don't and like how do you balance an audience that's going to be like super critical or else really confused you know like that has to be that has to be tricky i'm curious okay another mystery if you will this thing that theo found that I was assuming was a weapon that is now to be called a key by Aaron Deer. Like I, uh-huh. I want to know more about this. Like mm-hmm. that's the plot line I'm invested in. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested in these villagers, how this fight is going to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really hoping that next episode, it's not like holding off on that like i hope next episode the numenoran numenorians <laughs> have arrived and like it's battle time like i'm ready mm-hmm. to get the story rolling yeah because it's episode six seven eight there's three left three episodes left that's it mm-hmm. and really like other than than hoping that the those folks from Numenor, Numenor, that they show up. I don't, I don't really know what else to expect. I guess, like, I like, I like that Durin and Eldron. Did I say it? Elrond? I like that they have their their friendship moment. It feels as though this is a hopeful spot. There's even like the moment where the I could have watched a whole season of just them vibing out with Disa, right? Give me the whole backstory on the dwarves. I, I would have been fine with that. I want all the dwarf stuff. <laughs> I was not yeah. expecting to be like, the dwarves are my favorite group of people. But given all of the people that we have seen so far, I'd rather hang with the dwarves than anyone else. Okay. Like, what would you, if you were 
I don't want to say like rate the episode or rate mm-hmm. the series, but I don't think there's another way to do it. You know, like <laughs> where are your satisfactions like lying with? I am moderately satisfied with this show. <laughs> That's yeah. what you mean. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, the part of me that really enjoys the scenic aspects. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like the friendship aspects of it, the little mm-hmm. family connections. There are definitely things that I really like about it. But like, it's not like I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait for Friday because there's going to be a new episode of Rings of Power, mm-hmm. unlike the way that I am with other shows that I really enjoy. But I don't have that excitement at all. I do have that around House of the Dragon. Like, I'm like, all right, all right, I'm ready. I want to sit down and watch this late. Mm-hmm. I don't want to compare all of the fantasy series out right now, but there is something that House of the Dragon is doing. It feels tighter. I give it like a B, like this show. Like there's nothing terribly wrong with it in terms of like. I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair grade to give it. I might say B minus. Can I say B minus? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't want to give it a C and a B feels almost too much. So I just yeah. want to give it like that in between because they're well, just... I'm giving it a higher rating in terms like of all of the episodes together. Mm-hmm. So like out okay, of all okay. the episodes, like I'm putting this one higher up than then yes, the I completely agree few. with you. Yeah, okay. on that one I agree with you for sure. This was this was my favorite. This was my favorite episode so far. Even though they're like towards the end, I was like just scribbling. Like, what the heck? What the heck? And at the same time, I was like, look at their armor! Yeah. The costumes and the settings and the sets. I just... Yes. It's so unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. Detail. Detail appreciation. So pretty. So pretty. Yeah. That last scene of the ships, because... Two of the sh- we didn't even talk about the ships blowing up. Which, <laughs> that whole what the heck? Plot point silly. Um, Could have just left it behind. Not even necessary. But that scene of Galadriel walking in her silver armor, and mm-hmm. her and Halbrand have that handshake where they clasp wrists together, and the way that the sun is shining through these sails and the boats, where I'm just like. Good job. Like, that looks beautiful. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever seen something like that in television where I was just mm-hmm. like, that might be one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. shots yep. imaginable. Mm-hmm. And then the music that's playing, and it's so epic, and it's so mm-hmm. pretty, and Galadriel with her, like, white, like, platinum blonde hair and her silver armor, and it's just like, good job, Good job, Amazon. You are right. That scene alone definitely puts it in a B category. Maybe even a B plus. That armor. I mean, seriously, the way it was just so, like, I was like, that is that metal? Is it leather? Is it both? But I said that last week for House of the Dragon, that whole wedding setting. Yeah. Mm. Like, 
gorgeous. The costumes, amazing. The hair, the wigs, the... Mm-hmm. From now on, this is going to be the standard, you know? Mm. Like, from now on, like, people are going to have to live up to this, which is scary. That's kind of because scary, yeah. You shouldn't grade your show on how nice it is to look at because yeah. I think first and foremost you need to rely on the writing of the script yes. and the dialogue yeah. and it needs mm-hmm. to make sense before mm-hmm. you're like we built this like billion dollar <laughs> city <laughs> fuck you CW <laughs> try it you know like it's uh, I love yeah. the first seasons of The Expanse where it's mm-hmm. like it looked like they shot it in like an abandoned like aircraft warehouse mm-hmm. or something. Like you can tell like the places that they made for the belt were just mm-hmm. like it felt like they put up fake walls everywhere and they're like, Oh, it's a small little place. Like, <laughs> it's cool. It looked like a dump, I'm not gonna lie. It looked really bad. But yeah. the writing is so good that I didn't care. It's not like I I never came away from an episode displeased because I didn't like Mm -hmm. the look of it. Yeah. So. I feel as though in some places later in The Expanse, because they had the budget, I almost felt like it cluttered things. You know? Like some of the scenes that were super cool and whatnot, like they were cool, but it distracted away. Yeah, Yeah. From the story. Yeah. Yeah. So No, I can see that definitely. Like absolutely. Yeah. Writing. It's all about writing. Good writing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. So I think here I think that's the thing. If the writing is like flawless mm-hmm. and the scenery and everything else looks really good too, mm-hmm. like I think that's what bumps your show up from being good to award winning. Yeah. Memorable rewatchable, bingeable, like all the good things. Bingeable. Yeah. Yeah. Am I going to rewatch Rings of Power because I want to relive the mystery of who is the stranger? <laughs> Probably not. Am I going to rewatch The Wheel of Time to find out who the dragon reborn is? No. <laughs> so the writing's got to be there. It's got to be there. <laughs>